All right. Good Monday morning, everyone. Happy late Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there listening. I know I'm a day late. I'm sorry. But I hope that everybody had a fantastic Mother's Day. Showed love to your mama for sure. Because I don't know, my mom is is a badass, so I absolutely loved it. But that kind of feeds into the weekend. So you guys are listening to Author Talk with me, Amy Russell Fern. Our lovely guest today is Dina Ray. So you guys, this weekend, okay, one, I didn't get attacked by my cat, which made it fabulous. Okay, woohoo! My dog did not get the wall of shame at training, which was an extra bonus. Okay, but it was Mother's Day weekend, and my kids gave me this sign and it says you know i'm the the piece that holds the family together because i love doing puzzles me and josh have always loved doing puzzles and it was puzzle pieces and so it was me in the middle with josh and then my kids around it which was the greatest thing but the highlight of my mother's day i know i'm gonna get all sappy i'm sorry but i have sung you are my sunshine to meadow since the day she was born my mom used to sing it to my oldest sister ashley and now ashley hates that song but it just Meadow was fussing one day when she was a baby, and so I sang it to her, and it calmed her down. And so last night, she, like, was crying. She asked me to come into the room, and she was like, Mommy, can you sing the happy song? Well, it took me a minute, because I'm like, the happy song? Like, I don't, I don't know. You're so happy, and you know it. I don't know. Okay, it took me a minute. <laughs> and then I started singing You Are My Sunshine, and she just was, like, lit up. Like, I don't even know. It was just, like, smile here and here. And she was just like, yeah, the happy song. And she loved it. And so... Me being who I am, I don't cry very often, but I did tear up because that just was like a whole thing. Because she all day was just like, I love daddy. I want to be with daddy. And then at the end of the day, she was just sing me the happy song, mommy. So it was just the highlight. It just summed up my mother's day and my entire weekend. So I that, that's probably a mother a mother's thing because like my mom used to sing me that song and every once in a while she'll still do it she'll still do it I love it I regret I regress to being five years old every time when my when my wife would start to sing my kids would say no mommy doesn't hit <laughs> I feel for Melinda I do poor Melinda I'm no mommy sorry. don't sing I'm sorry. yeah when when I would sing my my daughter would like put her hand over my mouth. No mommy. Well, that see, hurts. mine mine love it. They like light up. We do like wheels on the bus. But okay. So here's this mm. thing. And I know Russell's gonna say, um Yeah, is this it? is getting way too sugary. Russell, hush. Anyways, okay, you're you're gonna love this one. It's like a jab towards Josh. We're like, gonna be talking sugar in a minute. Oh, Oh my gosh. Okay, let me hurry up with this because I gotta get the sugar. So on the wheels of the bus song, instead of saying all the people go up and down. I always say, all the daddies on the bus do nothing at all. I always sing that. Ooh, and my girls that's so started, good. So my I love that. My girls started getting in on it, and so they just look at their daddy and, like, sing it. But it's just a jab towards Josh, and he just laughs I love at it. Me. Now, that I'm is so good. That, man. I'm so mean to him. Good morning, Leroy. Good morning. What is it? The ants go marching. Was our Leroy's posting has improved. He's allowing sharing now. Good job. Ooh, go, Leroy. He's okay. learning from... Well, listening to author talk. Yes, he is. Uh -huh. so, okay, let's get to the sugar weekend. What yeah, I want to hear Fern? this, Fern. Oh, no, my my y'all are so terrible. My comment is because our guest is going to be hosting a. Bro, I was all like ready all for just like. Oh, I, I thought know. you had some own your own sugar for the weekend. I know. Um, I have, I have. <laughs> 
I do have some sugar, but I'm not going to be sharing. I so, appreciate uh, that. I, know, I will Man. say that we did go see Northman this weekend, um, the Viking movie that came out. Yeah, and but- I have to say that it was not what I expected at all, but it was not bad. It was really actually quite quite good. There's a couple of little plot issues that they really should have addressed, but other than that, it was actually nice i enjoyed it i enjoyed it overall it was good russell what about you well we booked uh a summer's worth of in the blue ridge and mountains the carolina mountains so uh we so i can hike the appalachian trail this oh my gosh i'm jealous so that weekend we started booking though i'm freaking out a little bit because uh my readers had suggested that I read this book about this guy's adventure on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And the whole second chapter is about nothing but bears. So it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I've been chased by grizzlies, so I didn't think black bears were any big deal. But now I do. So I'm freaking yeah. out a little bit. Well, Dina, hey, why are you shaking your head? No. You know, you're lucky if, if I can walk into the kitchen. I, I don't do any walking. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I get it. Russell, you need to watch out for wild dogs too. That's what Josh encountered in his brief stint with it when he did it. I think he started in Tennessee or something like that. I don't remember where, but yeah, he had like wild dogs and stuff. Well, I'm like going to carry bear spray. You should. So if I come across an aggressive dog, they'll get it. Yeah. You, yes. You should do it. Hey, good morning, Robert. Rock hey, Robert. I'm headed morning. to Nashville, too, this summer to well, visit so- with Robert. We actually try, he's try, independently, we've tried uh, spicy hot chicken, Nashville hot chicken. Neither one of us liked it. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't do spicy things, which is ironic because I'm married to an Indian who loves spicy food, but I don't do spicy stuff. So. Oh, I love spicy food. Dina, what did you do this weekend? A lot of harassing authors. I mean, I'm sorry. A lot of talking to authors. Um, <laughs> no, having been in charge of conferences, no, I understand. Harassing is the right word. Plus, Fern is, is a typical harasser of authors herself. I, it's like corralling cats, basically. It, it it is like juggling cats. Um, I, I'm just trying to get. All the information that I need from the authors and trying and, and I'm still trying to bring on more authors because um, I, I want it to be like huge. Yeah. And Dana, what are you talking about? Tell people what you're talking about. I am talking about. Love love love. So and uh, it, it's there's a group of women that have been in publishing Mainly it's my mother and myself. My mom's been in publishing, you know, 40, 50 years. Um, And we wanted to do something so that authors could reach new readers and readers could find new authors. And because of some health issues that I had, I don't want to be around people. Well, I mean, that's a daily thing. I feel like for all of us, because it's too peopley out in the world for all of us. Maybe not Russell. Yeah, but Amy, Amy doesn't need any health issues not to be around people. <laughs> and well, in all the cooties, right? Yeah. Nah. There's a lot of cooties. <laughs> so, 
Mm-mm. And people are very cootied. And yeah. it's just like, no. You know what? I got kids. I got enough cooties just in my household with them. And they bring them home. When you have kids, they bring them home. My daughter, my daughter was never sick until she started school. She's sick all the damn time. Mm-mm. But um, so, you know, Love of Palooza is for romance readers and romance authors. So we're, we're trying to bring them all in. We did get Rachel Van Dyken as one of our headliners. We're working on getting some some other big names in there. And uh, we anticipate having about 70 to 80 authors. We have this amazing platform that does everything you could possibly wish it to do. And uh, so it will be as close to in-person as you can get without being in-person. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I will say, I can attest that it is pretty cool. Yes, lover of romance. Yes. So you were harassing authors all weekend? Okay. Yeah, I was you know, like, kind of like cold calling to some of them because um, you know, most of my clients, you know, it, it kind of migrated that most of my clients as ebook builders were romance and, you know, smutty smut, you know, the darker the better. And um so that's really been my focus. That's what I read. And so when, when my mom came to me with the idea, I was like, we got to do romance first. You know, romance readers are voracious. They're, Uh you know. And loyal. They're very loyal. And they give you a lot of leeway. You can, you can, you know, completely screw up a plot in one and they're going to give you a second chance. Uh (laughs) Well, you know, you're, when is this? Because uh, we had we're on a podcast, we're on Good Pods and a bunch of other channels, just about every channel you Amazon uh, you Music, would. Russell, Amazon Music. Yeah, we're on any channel you want to be on. On Good Pods, we're like top ten. Yeah. So we have we have actually more people listening to us during the week while they're driving home from work, etc. Uh, than we actually do watching our uh, video and. If someone, and they're going to be interested in this because they may have, be working on a book, they may be dreaming of a book, and they may want to check on to uh, your Love Palooza to see, uh, to give them some ideas. Yeah, well, the, the event is the 17th through the 26th of June. Now, that sounds like it's a huge long time, but we're having the first five days is so that they can go, the attendees can go and, you know, look at different authors' presentations before the live portion, which is the the kickoff party is the 24th and it's going to be a pajama party with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the actual live portion of the event is the 25th and the 26th. And we're also having workshops that, you know, authors can attend and aspiring authors to learn the craft of publishing, you know, to learn the craft of writing and the business of publishing. Yeah. Well, you had me at alcohol and pajamas. Okay. Like I'm just, you had me there for sure. Absolutely. Yes. But you guys are, because you have Love of Palooza coming up. That's the one that's in June, but how are you doing more this year or how many are you wanting to do? Are you just going to do romance? Yeah, actually we're doing Love of Palooza, in June 
and that's romance. We're doing murder mystery and mayhem. That's uh, <clears throat> that's mystery novels, suspense, and that is in October. I don't have my sheet open. I'm sorry. Um, and then we have uh, World to Escape to. And that's sci-fi, fantasy, paranormal, uh, and horror. We're putting horror in that one. And then deck the bookshelves in November and December. And it's going to be all genres. It's, it's kind of like a Christmas book market. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, and so all, all of these all of them will have the workshops as well as as the the author interest stuff for readers. Nice. Take so it all away of these are, all of these are are kind of virtual events, and yeah. the goal is to bring readers and writers together. And um, what are some of the sessions that will be particularly uh, of interest to readers? Like if you are a romance reader, what are some sessions that you already have for Love of Palooza that, um, that might be intriguing for them? Well, I, I think what they're going to find is I'm trying really hard to talk to some of the authors that we've already got involved. Because I think as a reader, I want to know more about the person who's putting these words on this page that... I'm immersing myself in. So I, I want to get a couple of the authors and I'm begging them and I'm harassing them. And, you know, then I'm like, you know, offering them a pony to do like a time lapse of a day in the life. Show what it's really like. It's not sitting, you know, in Starbucks and, and writing. You, you don't always get that luxury. You know, you're like writing and then you get up and you run and you chase your two-year-old through the living room that has taken off their clothes you know and mm -hmm. then come back and you try to write some more i think readers want to see that I, I think they want to see things that show these authors in a human light mm -hmm. more to get to know them more in depth than what you see on you know facebook live where someone pops in for 30 minutes and you know cracks jokes and so you you don't have any specific subjects because i'm actually interested in a few of your subjects too even though i'm not a romance writer because fern will tell you my greatest greatest challenge in my novels when i'm writing them is my romantic scenes i had struggled with them uh fern uh tells me to try again over and over uh no, she doesn't. Yes, she's firm. Firm. Tell the truth. Tell. Is that <laughs> right? It's true. He does <laughs> need work on his you usually say that she yells at you and you don't talk to her for no, a while. This, this is That's just nice a lot thing. nicer because she like pats me on the head. Oh, it's pathetic so sweet. how that much work so nice. I have to do. And so I was wondering, are you going to have some... Uh, are you going to have some classes about the the art of romance writing? Okay, we're for the the workshops, which isn't really it. It's interesting to authors, aspiring authors, not necessarily readers. But the workshops are the ones that that we do have them planned out. We've got um, one on you know writing dialogue. We're doing a couple on marketing. Um, I had someone pitch me an idea idea about the um, from 
home, stay at home mom to seven figure author. I'll be watching that one. You know, I, I guarantee you. Um, and because it is romance, I've had some people pitch that they want to write about the, the BDSM portion, you know, how to, how to write it believably instead of, you know, talking about something you, you know, you as a, a stay at home mom in Ohio don't really, you know, might not know about. Yes. So, a better, um, a better representation of the community, basically, like, yeah. sometimes those, those do not represent the community that actually engages in BDSM. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if that's what you want to write, then that would be a good workshop to attend. And the workshops, it's, it's a, an hour long workshop and then like an hour long continuation of the workshop with question and answers where there's audience participation where you can ask, you know, all right, how do I write about, you know, what it feels like to stab someone or something, you know, it just depends on, on which the genre is. So, and I think there's a lot of them. We'll have, we'll have the exact uh, lineup of the workshops probably next week. Rita is taking care of all of that. She's handling the workshops and I'm handling the author wrangling. Nice. Nice. So so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm crazy excited. Crazy. Who is Rita? Rita Mills. You met Rita Mills. Rita's been on the show. Yeah, Rita's her mama. Rita's your mama? Yeah. Wow, you come from a good line of smart women and yeah. in the business. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. yeah, we do butt heads. We it, I come from a strong, a long line of strong, headstrong women. So, yeah, she's, she's great. She knows everything there is to know. And what she didn't know, she didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> no. So when so is, this is this is really exciting because, like you know, for a long time, RT had their romance conventions um, that were super, super uh, fun and and amazing. And you know, Catherine Falk and them were all into it. And so when that closed, like a lot of romance lovers. Uh, have been without a good convention to to connect them to their favorite romance authors. So this is really a great opportunity to reconnect with the romance readership. Yeah, it is. And then because I, I went to Catherine's events, you know, and then went down to her house at, at their kickoff party the night before the one that they had in uh, League City, Clear Lake, Nassau, mm -hmm. um, you know, around by Kima. And um, she was so integral to the romance market. Mm -hmm. and so her events were just had so much information. She had she had the workshops. She had the stuff for the author business side of it, which I always thought was so helpful. And and, you know, there's Tiffany Fox. She ran mashups. She did like nine mashups that were like pretty much all genres. And she did, you know, the added value of having the workshops along with being able to meet your favorite author. And that's what we wanted to do with, with masterclass summits was have something that was, that was valuable for readers and authors alike. 
So are you going to have any sessions on like the importance of having romance in sci-fi fantasy? Because like, that's what I write. And I always feel like there's not enough romance in that genre. We can well, always have know, some more. I'm I think there's, there's always, there's always crossover. And it's how do you market it? You know, how do you market the, the romance sci-fi? Because, you know, you've got paranormal, which isn't your, like, space sci-fi. So, yeah, it, no. and more like I shift would probably read, I would read, I would read smut sci-fi. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah, I mean, would. If I knew it was there. You yeah. know, a million yeah. years ago. Because, because also I have ago, a feeling like. We, we sort of tend to, like you said, how do you classify it and how do you market it? We tend to market sci-fi and fantasy more towards the genre of sci-fi and fantasy and less towards the actual romantic subplots and elements of it, you know, and, um, and even the titles and things don't really say romance, right? And so right. people don't really realize that it is there. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see, cause I remember being at comic Palooza once on a panel about having sex and fantasy, uh, novels and stuff. And, you know, at the time game of Thrones was out. So there was a lot of discussion about, you know, uh, different kinds of, uh, sexual content in that particular fantasy world. And so it's an interesting question that I think a lot of people have concerning the genre. Well, I think a lot of things can be, well, a, a lot of genres can have romantic aspects because in every part of life there's love sex mm -hmm. relationships of, of some sort so it could be in every life now how you market that aspect you know a million years ago joanna Lindsay wrote a trilogy of of like sci-fi based romance you know in the future and traveling through space with, you know, Mr. Hot Hunky Dude and Heaving Bodice, you know, so, you it, know, it's, it's it, how you get it out there. And that's earlier, everybody. earlier in the sci science fiction genre of the, in the fifties and sixties, there was a lot more sex and innuendo, I think, than in the later, uh, the later or the more modern science fiction. Uh, you know, Fern, you have uh, the class, even in Star Trek, uh, in the original season, is G rated as that was. Captain Kirk was all there was always insinuation that Captain Kirk was having sex with all, with so many women, and they talk yeah. about it during the whole series, and, and not know, just human women, right? Yeah, cross, cross species. In fact, the, that's was, what it was, was about. The Don Juan of space. Right. No, but, but you know what I was thinking about the Princess Bride? Because really, I mean, the Princess Bride is essentially a romance. Um, and it's a fantasy, you know, a romance. And it's it's really well written. It's a classic. And, and yet, really, you don't talk about it as a romance, right? Like when people talk about the Princess Bride, they don't focus on the fact that actually it's a romance. It's about, you know, Wesley and Buttercup, right? And how they got together. And so 
Um, and they have a happily ever after, right? Which is very much the romance genre. So which is it's romance, interesting. right? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it was. It's, it's because it's so. It's so. There's so many brilliant lines within the Princess Bride I that love it just that consumes. Movie. It consumes. Uh, it's so much that, a part of pop culture. Oh, it, oh, it is. I mean, I always you know about it. I don't know. I always considered it a rom com. Exactly, exactly. But it's interesting because, like, the conversations around it focus on the the fact that it is a um, a fantasy story, right? And so, and it's a humor fantasy story. But it's you know, people don't tend to want to label it or say it's a romance. And it's an interesting uh, question about the importance of romance, and also it goes to show somehow the some of the negatives of being a romance writer, right? When you call yourself a romance writer, some people uh, will dismiss you as a writer, you know? Yeah, they, they will either assume you're a floozy, or they will, you know, denigrate the effort you put into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you know, the, the thing now is rapid release, you know, and these authors are putting out a fully edited book, knock wood, you know, in six, eight months, you know, or six and eight weeks, depending on. That's unbelievable. How much time wow. they have. That's, That's unbelievable. Crazy. So crazy. And, yeah. They, they were pushing, you know, rapid release. So you'd have these authors that were just working round the clock to get it or, you know, going to Fiverr to find a ghostwriter, you know, anything to keep their name going. Because, you know, like I said, romance readers read so much. It, it's nothing to read a, a, a romance book a day. And these aren't, you know, 100 page books. These are 300 page books. Romance yeah. readers are loyal and just voracious. Yeah. I can attest to that, though. When I lived down in like the Nassau League City Clear Lake area years ago, my neighbor that was across the street from me, she's actually on Chandra Carter, Nicole Carter. She has like, she had to buy a new bookcase for her books and she loves romance books like her that's all her bookcase is she reads them loves them she loves romance movies like all of those things but she is just a and now i had a walk-in closet and i put floor-to-ceiling shelves in there that fit Uh paperback you know mass paperback size and it was completely full and you know and yeah. it's not like I was always yeah. going out and buying a new book because I would go back and reread them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, and I think I think some of the conversations around romance as a genre it also have to do with the societal uh, push to make women's sens- sensuality and sexuality uh, sort of shameful. Because, like, right. I know that there's all these people who are trying, who say, you know, oh, this is a clean romance. And I hate that word. I really do. It uh, might be a sweet I know romance. you do. Yeah. I'm like, let's, let's call, I, my, approach, my proposal is let's get rid of that word, okay? Because there's nothing dirty about sex, okay? Lovemaking is awesome. And so if you, but if you don't want to read the more explicit lovemaking, we could call it sweet for you, Okay. But like fade to black, fade to black. 
Yeah. I like, okay, I like but, fade to black. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of this stuff, if I've read, read it before and I'm going back and I'm like rereading it because the new book is coming out and I got to get caught up on the, you know, know where they're going from here. Um, I just, I skip over the, the sex scenes now. So I'm, I'm fine with the fade to black. Because also like what it black. is really, it's more about the tension and the romantic buildup between the characters as the relationship moves forward, which is, which is where the romance is. Yeah, but it's interesting you, you mentioned like you're peeping through someone's people, you know, so I don't know. Some of us don't mind, but, <laughs> but one of the things that is interesting, you mentioned about um, having the um, kind of getting caught up on series. I've been seeing a new trend because it used to be that romances were romance series tended to be different characters, right? Same world, but like this couple is in book one and, the second couple is in book two and the third couple is in book three. Yeah. But now, now we're beginning to see series where it's the same couple. Um, at different, you know, at different points in their relationship. That's why series sell so well, because you've already vested an interest in, in these characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, and a lot of the series start off and they have like 50 characters and you're trying to juggle them and keep them all together. Well, then you realize then as you know, the series goes, you're finding, you know, you're finding out their backstory and their love story. So that's, that's always good. But yeah, I want to know what happens after the happily ever after. Give me some names. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes and, the happily ever after ain't so happy. Point, going back to your point about the, the clean someone and I told Amy this, sign me up for the Amish romance newsletter. Oh, girl. And Okay, I would love to be signed up for that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. I was just like, okay, I, I don't know how I got on this list. You know, more power to you, but you're, mm. you're not in my bag. So, okay. Well, so I would classify, and this is someone, I don't read a whole lot of romance books okay so i'm not 100 percent target market i like more horror mystery murder killing people okay that's my realm i don't know why i guess it's to get out my inner aggression i don't know but that's my realm but i would say the clean or sweet romance for me would be like hallmark movies like the hallmark channel mm -hmm. personally mm -hmm. and you know let me just tell you the Hallmark community, especially for Christmas sweet little romances, is like I would say romance readers. Okay, it's they the are hardest old. thing of my on my marriage during the, <laughs> the Hallmark Channel is the fight about Hallmark movies I mean, or football on at night. It's an awful thing. Well, hands well, down, Hallmark. Oh, see, I, I'm up in the air, man. I'm in, it I'm separates my wife and I. We're always together at night, except during the holidays, and it splits us. It's a terrible thing. I tried to cancel that channel, but she was she was faster than Oh, now, Russell, don't do that to Melinda. Don't do that to Melinda. No. no, no. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't watch romantic movies. That's not what I watch. I watch true crime and documentaries. Okay, but everybody here has had to have seen the proposal, right? Everybody? 
Russell don't lie. I will say what James was saying is very no, true because it. it does always um like when romance shows up in other genres, it can be, and this was one of the things we were talking about on the panel in Comic Palooza, right? About Game of Thrones, that it is a very uh, violent. Um, thing you know sex is portrayed in a lot of violence when it comes to like sci-fi fantasy and even viking stories and things like that historic uh fiction tends to have that but that's the reality of the world you know you i think that uh, it's interesting how you do tailor how you present things you know based on your genre for sure yeah. so dan you you write romance no well I wrote one. Uh, I wrote what eighty thousand words in in three weeks. Very Sent nice. Editor had it covered. Sent it to the editor. Got it back. Never opened it. Oh, why? I got it out of my system. I guess. So that is I'm, so funny. So can I ask a question? Yes. What is the part of the conference? It's putting the readers and the writer authors together. What part of the conference is that? That's what I want to know because uh, number one is doesn't good, just good writing alone, you'd think that that would put readers and writers together, but it doesn't because readers- it doesn't because there's so many authors. Right, would you explain that? Visibility. And so we want authors to be, or to be able to showcase their brand, their writing, their series, their books, and put it in front of other readers from other writers. So it's kind of like, and then we're going to have um, like networking in it. We're going to have round tables, which are like Zoom breakout rooms, where you can go in and it's a more, in, I hate to say intimate, considering, you know, it's romance, because I don't want anyone to think that it's, it's clothing you know, is required for all. Yeah, closing, clothing, clothing. Waste that. Waste that. Okay. Camera, on camera. Just waste that. Yeah. But um, you know they'll be able to meet the the readers and the authors and interact with them not only when they're on their stage, which is their live present, you know, their live appearance, and ask questions. They can come up on the stage you know, if they want, or everyone's going to have a moderator that's going to, if, if you're asking questions, then the person that's doing the presentation doesn't have to, you know, look at their screen and do this, you know, instead of paying attention to the audience, the moderator can relay your questions on if you don't want to hop up on stage. And then the roundtables, of course, and then we're going to have like speed networking, which is kind of like speed dating for authors and readers. You get randomly matched with with different people it, it could be an author and an author meet together or it could be a reader and an author or it could be a reader and a professional just to talk books for three to five minutes nice. so i mean it's like speed dating just killed me when when they showed that when we were looking at platforms that killed me i was like yeah that's it so dina it right the people that are listening to us in the podcast would you say would you tell us how would they connect with uh, your conference so they could uh, watch it or participate on Zoom? Uh, well, we're not doing it on Zoom. 
it's uh, through a platform called Zuttle, which it's really nice, and we spent a lot of money on it. Um, the easiest way is to go to masterclasssummits.com, and it's got all of our events. And if you're an author, there's an author interest page for every event, so you can you know find out the benefits and what's required, and then you can sign up, you know, send me, a, it's basically a form. They send me a form. I go through, then we have a vote on it every, every Wednesday when we have our meetings and um, bring them in. And, but all the, I'm so excited about this and I can never follow because I'm like a shiny, you know, shiny object. Ooh, look, shiny object, you know, and then I go off on this tangent and talk about something else because the, the platform and the event that we're putting together is just so different than what you expect from a virtual event. I mean, it's like if the Sims put on an event, if any, you know, gamers, you, then you understand, you know, the Sims and it, that's basically what this platform is and how we're doing it. And all of the authors, also have the can have a booth which is just like if you were at a, a real event you know an in, in-person event and you have an author table well this is like a booth and you can give out handouts you can you know meet you can interact via video or chat through that as well and you know get all of the information so I think it's fabulous. I'm I'm so excited. I mean, seriously. You know, I'm gonna have to sign up for this it. just because I gotta see that. I gotta see that gaming installed in a author conference. I've got to see that. That's so, well, if you go, incredible. If you go to Masterclasses, Masterclass Summits Facebook page. There's a video that shows what it's like when you come in as an attendee, and you know, it, it's a video entryway is what it is and you know interactive lots of fun stuff you know lots of gaming and the tickets i think the tickets are very moderately priced i mean five dollars is just to get in and that's because we're charged regardless of whether you come in for one day or you stay for the full 10 days of the event we're charged so you know we have to at least cover some of that cost and, um, you know, $5 to $75 and the $75 is, is the big ticket. You know, it, it's, you have access to all of the workshops. You can watch the stuff even, you know, up to a month afterwards. So you don't have to be in, in there right there. And so, yeah, I, I, I think we're, we hit on something that's going to be really useful. For sure. And I think that you're definitely bridging the gap between authors and readers, which I think is something that all authors and all readers really want is access to some of their favorite authors and authors, you know, love to be involved and get, you know, on a personal level with their readers and kind of build that relationship. Because the more that authors kind of reach out and interact with their readers, the more loyal their readers are going to be and word of mouth spreads and stuff like that. So by doing events like this, you're really helping to bridge that gap and make it easier for them to reach out to each other. And, you know, get people added to your street team, get people, find, find new ARC readers. You know, I hear all the time. Mm -hmm. I can't find any ARC readers. I can't find any beta readers. You know, I, you know, here, I'm bringing you people. 
Yeah. Come to me. Exactly. It's really like a one-stop destination for authors and readers, because as an author, you can go and network with other authors in that genre that may write in different, yeah, the romance authors that may write in different genres and stuff like that, like sci-fi or horror or whatever, but you can bounce ideas off of each other. And if you're wanting to kind of branch out than just doing like steamy romance or whatever, but you're wanting to kind of build a world and do sci-fi and stuff and tie in your romance and you have access to other authors there, which I think is brilliant because from someone that tries to connect authors and readers and all kinds of things through the membership that I run, this is a one-stop destination that covers all of it. And the fact that I believe it is 10 days, nine days, I think it's 10 days and it's three days live. The rest are videos of presentations and stuff that you can well, it's, watch. It's, it's, like two, it's like two and a half days that are live. And yeah. I am amazed at the number of authors that I'm getting from like Australia and New Zealand. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to juggle you because I think they're like 18 hours ahead or 18 yeah. and a half. So I'm, I'm yeah, that gets complicated. And but so how exciting that you can connect internationally, you know, yeah. that you can connect to international authors. And that's another thing for readers because, because you, don't you, know, you might not be familiar. You don't have to fly mm -hmm. and deal with the craziness that's going on in airports and on airplanes right now. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I don't want to do that because I would end up getting arrested because I would punch somebody. I, well, just, I don't mean, have the, the patience to mm -hmm. deal with. Yes. Idiots. Well, yes. I think we're all, we all know exactly. Yes. I think we all need the shirt that says rock, scissors, throat punch. I think we all need that shirt, especially if we're going to fly or travel or whatever. We all just need that as a disclaimer. Okay. Like that's yeah, definitely I'm sure my disclaimer. That says, I will I will put you in the trunk and then work for you. Oh my goodness. Well, so. you guys, coming up tonight on Through the Eyes of Authors, we have Mickey Milkelson of Creative Edge Publicity talking about how to be known, what publicity really is, the advantages, how you can kind of do some of it yourself. But he's really going to be talking about visibility, getting out there, doing these things from a publicist point of view. So you're not going to want to miss that. That's tonight at 7 p.m. on Through the Eyes of Authors. But Dina, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday morning to come and talk to us and not throat punch any of us because that, that, I think, is the bonus right there, honestly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go wash off my makeup now. Hey, girl, I feel you. Mondays <laughs> is the one day it's on all day for me, so I totally understand. So closing comments, questions, statements coming from Russell. Let's do you first. Okay. You sold me. Good job today because I, this is a conference. There's some courses that I need to uh, get into uh, on at your conference. And the whole concept of it being Sims-like or Sims at a conference on video, I've got to see it. I've got to see it. Thank you so much, Dina. Oh, thank you. Fern, what about you? I just got to say that I love all things romance. You know, my very first uh, and most favorite romance writer was Barbara Cartland. That was the first romance writer I read. And I read them in Spanish because my grandmother would bring them from Mexico. She'd buy them in Mexico and she'd bring them to me in wow. from Mexico. And I mean, they were just awesome stories, fun. And I learned a lot because actually romance writers, you know, historic romance writers and other romance writers, they have a lot of research and it's actually really good plots. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, don't don't discard it just because it says romance, people. Oh, no. well, yeah, seriously. Virginia Henley was was my go to. 
-hmm. Absolutely. Nice. Well, Dina, like I said, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. You guys, all the links are in the comments down below. Or if you're listening to us, they are in the description for you to click on and take a look. But this is definitely something you are not going to want to miss that's happening in June. And hey, if you're not a romance reader, but you like murder mysteries or you like sci-fi or you just want to celebrate the holidays and give a book because that is the best gift that you can give someone for the holidays. There are more summits that Masterclass Summit is putting on. So make sure you go to masterclasssummits.com and take a look of all the other ones that you might be interested in if you are just writing in different genres or you're looking to do more speaking opportunities. But until then, you guys, we'll catch you all tonight at, on Through the Eyes of Authors listening to Mickey Mickelson talk about publicity. But we will catch you all next Monday. We hope everybody has a great rest of your week. So until then, bye-bye for now, everybody.